Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, we're recording again tonight. We're and recording. not just audio, dude. Yeah, we're doing video. Oh, wait, we got to do like the Hollywood thing. That's right. Are we in Clap. sync? Are we syncing? Oh, wait, did I mess it up that I did twice? I don't know. For the five of you who might check this out on YouTube. <laughs> hey, we got like seven watches last time, <laughs> all right? Seven watches. Does you that just, include you and Chris clicking on it four times each? That's you just, eight. You just shortchanged us by 50%, dude. <laughs> How dare you? Dude, it, it, we're sitting here waiting for our good friend Chris to set up. This setting up these lights took longer than the Oilers rebuild. <laughs> I think you're right. It took a long time. I wasn't sure what was going to happen first. Chris being set up or Le Cavalier leaving the press box. Oh, you tell me, Chris, as oh. a Flyers fan, which one was going to end first? Yeah. This was so painful sitting here waiting for him to set up. I maybe wish I had the mumps. When's the last time you... When's the last time he played, anyway? Huh? Le Cavalier. When, oh, I don't know. I think he got mumps 2009? <laughs> he got mumps, got what, over what it. What are the mumps? Can you explain to me? Your wife is a nurse. Pertussis? What are the mumps? It's pertussis. What? what? It's something that you should get vaccinated for that eventually wears off, apparently, as an adult. Oh. But I, apparently, it's uh, it it really sucks as an illness to get. Obviously, the, the facial so, swelling. I don't but what I want to know is, how is this going around? Seems like just hockey players get the mumps. Well, at least I read. Are they sharing equipment that we don't know about, dude? Is there an, an equipment shortage? What's the deal? I don't know. But apparently there is some sort of train of uh, custody where they found out that I think they thought it started with the Ducks team. And then all of these other teams that got it in sequence, played the Ducks afterwards. <laughs> so clearly there's some sort of contamination situation So here. Corey Perry is diseased? Well, we knew that already. He's diseased. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least we don't have the mumps. We're here. We're being recorded, dude. And the Sharks are 5-1 and one since we last recorded. They're 6-1 and one in the month of December, dude. They're unbeatable. We're on our way to a cup, dude. <laughs> it's over. Everything has changed. Woo-hoo! Everything has changed. Yeah. But- there's no doubt that things are better now than they were two weeks ago when we recorded. Now, I don't want to take the shine completely off the rose, dude. Mm. Uh, we have only beaten one team out of the seven that would currently be in the playoffs. But oh. I don't want to damper it, dude, even yeah. though I just did a little bit. The way they're playing makes me feel better, especially the game against Nashville, which might have been the most entertaining one nothing game I've ever seen, although it ended up being two nothing, just with an empty netter at the end. But um, wait, Minnesota's out of the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, it's also close, and we're saying Boston. I mean, they beat some good teams. They beat Boston, even though they're kind of riddled with injuries. They still beat a good team. They beat a great goalie, and then Minnesota is on the outside looking in. But I think we all know at the when the, when the when it's over, they're going to be in probably. Right? Yeah, and. They beat the Nashville Predators, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. And with the best goalie. And and a completely transformed team. I mean, this doesn't even look like your mother's Nashville Predators, right? No. I, I mean, they, they have some offensive firepower. Well, they have a real top line, yes, finally, for the do. first time ever. All three new pl- all three of them are new. Yeah. 
right? Ribeiro, Neal, and Forsberg. Very dangerous. God, Philip Forsberg. The, the, George McPhee should be shot for making that trade. <laughs> Seriously. I'm sitting there going, God, they traded Philip Forsberg for Martin Erat. Yeah. Like, that is so bad. Not good. So bad, so bad, so bad, dude. But anyways. It's let's... like trading Josh George's for <laughs> Craig Reve. Who would do that? Uh, probably Craig McDavish. Yeah. I'm, the I think new he coach did. the Edmonton Oilers. I think he did. Ooh. Really? Yes. This is how bad it is at Edmonton. The guy who got fired uh, four years ago and is now the GM just fired the coach and made himself the coach again. Nice. That's how bad it is. King me. King me. I'm worse. the king. It, it could be worse, Sharks fans, if you're feeling a little down, even though we're feeling up. We are feeling up. You could be an Oilers fan. You could be a Flyers fan. That is basically the butthole of sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Isn't that right? That is so right. <laughs> or a 76ers fan. Yeah. Um, Niners fan. Or a Phillies fan. Yeah. Just things just all around stink. <laughs> Eagles. But they got the cheesesteaks are good. The Eagles are not bad. Okay. Not bad. I thought they lost to the Cowboys. They did. Okay. They did, but they're they're not bad. Just making sure. It's not as bad as everybody else, dude. 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 So, okay. Now... Last time we recorded, we don't even know what to do. Look, we've right. we've been we've been bitching. I know for two months, and now we've got uh, seven six, out of eight wins. Yeah, they, they're seven wins out of eight. Seven, two, and one. Their last ten, six and one in the month of December. They've won six in a row at home. Dude. Okay, so uh, what's what's the obvious question? What the hell changed here? What changed? Um, they're getting consistent production from their top two lines. They have a real third line. Over the last few games, this Melker Carlson guy, I really like him. Now, yeah. I mean, he's he's just solid and he's dangerous. He creates quality opportunities. And together with Barkley Goudreau, who seemed to channel Rafi Torres yeah. against the Nashville Predators. Is this the real Barkley Goudreau? Because that takes some stones, dude. What he did yeah. takes some serious cojones, right? He, for people who maybe didn't see the game, I mean, he was in Shea Weber, like basically the abominable snowman of the NHL, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. In his grill all night and pissed him off. He was all over him. He got him. He threw him off. He was all over him like the mumps, dude. <laughs> it was it was great. And I think he took like 14 Pelly minutes or something, Goudreau. But yeah. I like it. Like, yes, third liner. That's what he should be doing. And and they were creating opportunities. And James Shepard, as much as it pains me to say it, has been good. He's been really this good. This month, he's been good. And that line, Shepard, Carlson, and Goudreau, has been very effective. And I think that's helped a lot, dude. It's helped a lot. If I had to point to one thing that's changed, that's what I would point to, is the third and the fourth lines are now not just anchors on this team, bleeding possessions away, giving up shot after shot, turning the puck over. Now, I, you know, they're not scoring a ton of goals, but they're no longer a joke. They're allowing the top two lines to rest mm -hmm. some of the time. They're playing some minutes late in the game. You know, I, I think uh, uh, Jamie Baker made a big show out of those two lines getting ice time late. One nothing game against Nashville. Third and fourth lines still rolling. That's a huge deal. I, I mean, this Sharks team was terrible in the third and fourth line department earlier in the year, and something has clicked. I don't know if it's if it's Melker Carlson. I don't know if a, a certain pairing playing together or, or whatever, but something's working, and if I had to point to one thing, that's what I would be pointing to. 
Yeah, oh. it, it's it's that, and even the fourth line, which was playing well, right? With uh, before Mike Brown, you know, mm-hmm. broke his leg in half or whatever happened. We don't yeah. quite know what happened, right? But uh, he's hurt. That line was playing well. You, in order to win, you have to roll four lines, right? Right. Yeah. You can't do what the Sharks have done the last several years and have a fourth line that plays three minutes. Like that's a joke. You can't win that night. You're going to totally gas your best players. Yeah. And that seems to have been part of the problem. Not everything is fixed, everybody, but it's definitely better. Like it's definitely better. And you've seen Joe and Marlowe and Wingles. I mean, these guys have got, you know, seven points in seven games. And I think it's because a little bit of the pressure is taken off. When you've got support from your bottom six. I like that Chris Tierney's here. I also, I applaud the front office for when Nieto went down. They did not go to Adam Burrish. Yeah. They went to Carlson and they went to Tierney. Good for you. When Mike Brown went down, they did not go to Burrish. That could have been so easy to do that. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it. They, They went to the two young guys and it's paying off, dude. Yes, I totally agree. Something, I don't know what's changed in the mindset, or maybe we've just perceived a change in the mindset. But you're right. These are the guys I want to see. And Matt Tennyson. Matt Tennyson's playing. Yeah, Matt Tennyson has played the last two games, and he's been fine. Yeah. He's, he's been playing on the second unit power play. His, he looks better than Matt Irwin, yeah. certainly. Oh, yeah. And you know what, dude? He looks better than Merker Mueller in these yeah. two games. So guess what? You get to keep playing. You get to keep playing. Brendan Dillon. Yeah. Finally I, settled in. I right? like Brendan Dillon now. And I in this uh, in this win streak, guess who's a plus three? Brent Burns. Brent minus Burns. <laughs> so you've finally given him a good partner to play with. Yeah. And he seems to have stabilized a little bit, even strength. He's not a total wild card anymore. He's got a good partner finally. Mm-hmm. There was an article about Brendan Dillon from Kurz today that said he's finally starting to settle in. He's finally starting to get the systems. Coaches had a lot of nice things. They say he's asking a lot of questions. He's really trying to learn the system. And I guess, you know, Brent Burns sort of took him under his wing a little bit, invited him over a bunch of times, sort of the team building thing. Yeah, come look at this iguana. Exactly. I've got here. I think they went to Reno. Yeah, let's go to Reno. <laughs> Hold hands and I'll give you the mumps. <laughs> Don't talk to Corey Perry. But, but yeah, I, Dylan is, is definitely... Uh, He's been pretty impressive. I, I like the way he plays it. I think Kerr says that he was a, quote, obvious upgrade or immediate upgrade over Jason Demers. He is. And, and you know, I haven't seen Demers' stats. I know he, Demers got on the score sheet a couple times in his first few games there. But in terms of what this team needed, he is a better partner for Brent Burns yeah. than you have two total wild cards running around out there like Jason Demers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not reliable enough to put with the wild stallion as they like to say it and he's made burns better so far right yeah so far oh yeah and we can't discount the goaltending has been better much better and niemi bailed them out last night in the third period when you know the sharks you don't like to see them giving up I think they had given up 12 shots or something in the first two periods and then they give 18 Mm -hmm. in the last period you don't like to see that but the Emmy stepped up. They haven't had a game like that in a long time where the goalie said, okay, I'm going to win this game mm-hmm. for you, for the team. Thank you. He did. Yeah, he did. Thank you. And Stalock in the previous games while Niemi was a little banged up played well. So 
Ah, it, it's it's a miracle, dude. It's 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 amazing what happens when you get good goaltending and solid play from four lines, and you have uh, three decent uh, defense pairings. It sounds like a winning team, dude, doesn't it? It's amazing how that works. Who would have thunk it? I know. Not Michael Delzato, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you wouldn't know the first thing about a winning team. No. Dude, we're going after the Flyers tonight because our buddy Chris here is uh, torturing us with his hobby. Do right. you know he likes to film... Grown men sitting in their sweatpants talking about other grown men wearing ice skates. You know, this is a hobby of his. Or he could be filming his kids sleeping, but instead he's filming us. It could be worse. Grown men. If I catch you watching this alone in a dark room, I'm going to be really disturbed. I'm going to be very disturbed. Yeah, is, instead, he's putting it on the internet. <laughs> he's going to put it on the internet so other people can well, watch everyone it. Everyone can see. Late at night. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, what else? We've been heaping praise. Everybody's probably turned it off by now, wondering... What the hell's going on? No, it's a nice change, dude. Let's go to some emails. Yeah. Uh, questions at dudesonhockey.com, of course, is the email address. Uh, we have Paul saying, Eberle, Jordan Eberle is being shopped. Mm. Do you think Doug Wilson should pursue him? And what would you give up? Maybe he could be our Tyler Sagan, i.e. a very young, talented player in a bad situation who gets traded and blossoms, dude. Um, would I like Jordan Eberle? Sure. Uh, I, yeah, easiest question of the day right but there. I, I think it's so hard. Edmonton is such a train wreck. I mean, they're <laughs> it's amazing. They are such a train wreck that, I mean, I read something today that now they're thinking that maybe they need to tra- trade Taylor Hall because <laughs> he isn't adapting to the system or something like that. They have a system? Like, what? He's like th- their only good player. I thought they put it great, actually, on Hockey Central today. They said, this is... This is not the player's fault, and it's not the coach's fault. This is 100% management's fault. And they put what, – what do you expect to happen when you give a bunch of 22- and 23-year-old kids $6 million contracts and tell them you're going to be the leaders of a team and you don't surround them with any good players? Right. Like, they're the leaders of this team. It's a joke. So um, I don't know what they're going to try and do. I mean, the the, the rumor I read for Eberle was that he – Everlay to Boston for like Malcolm Subin, mm. Chris Kelly, and like something else decent. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, Paul, we have anything to offer that approaches that that would make sense. I mean, right. would you? Malcolm w- Subin, a young goalie, PK Subin's younger brother, right. by the way. Um, um, I, I, I don't think we could offer. I mean, would you want to offer Staylock and Wingles and. You know, well, I think I'd rather have Wingles and Chris Kelly. Well, sure, but I—I I mean, I—I I don't even—I—I I don't even know how to put a, together the appropriate package. It's going to be something he- like this that would involve one of our core, like our players. young core players. Yeah, they're <clears throat> so, not—they're not going to take just picks and prospects because Lord yeah. knows they've—they've they've squandered enough of those already. Right. I mean, like, boy, maybe this is a fair question, dude. Would you trade Hurdle? In a package for Jordan Eberle. Hurdle and, let's say, Hurdle and Mirko Mueller in a package for Jordan Eberle. I don't think I could do that because I don't think Eberle is proven. Mm. He's not proven? I mean, he's proven to be good. Is he proven to be a Sagan kind of player? I mean, no one could say that for sure. I mean, Sagan was damaged goods when he was traded. They wanted to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. They're like, this guy goes out in the town and gets drunk every night, and mm-hmm. I don't know what else he does. And so we got to get him out of town. He's a, he's not good for this team, a Boston team that was awesome. And yeah, yeah he managed to find his footing, but 
no one could have predicted that. I, I mean, they, they could have hoped for it, but hope is not exactly a plan. Right. I, I don't know. I think, you know, I think Tomas Hurdle has plenty of upside to go. What, who's to say he couldn't be better than Jordan Everly? Yeah, it's, it's hard to know. I, I would tend to agree that, you know, training for Everly feels, even though he's got some term, it feels a little bit like a Band-Aid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't think the Sharks are going to be looking at deals like that, Paul. I think that they're... he's getting paid a lot, right? He is getting paid a lot. I mean, the nice thing is that the Sharks do have the room to absorb something like that. And there's no doubt he's a good player. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think you could probably convince me to do it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but right now, I would I... kind of err on the side of, no, that's not... I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's really what we need to do. Take on a guy who's been in a terrible situation for the last four or five years and bring him into another situation that's not exactly perfect. Right. It's better than Edmonton, but that's you know, low I don't think our locker room's winning uh, you know, locker room of the year award, you know. <laughs> I mean at least Jeff Cartel and Jeff Carter and Scott Hartnell aren't sleeping with each other's wives. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. <laughs> huh, Chris? Not that bad. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, hey oh hey where's my rim shot? Anyway, uh Okay, so now we have an email from uh, from Nikki. She says, since the summer, it seems you two are more willing to trade Jumbo than Patty. All trade scenarios have Jumbo. Is there a reason why? Personally, I would choose Thornton five times over Marlowe. He makes everyone on the line better. He seems to be at least more clutch, if you can use that term. Just curious. Dude, why Jumbo and why not Patty? If, if we were going to pick one of these sort of two quote-unquote troublemakers that continue to score at an amazing pace. Right. Why would would we want to ship number 19 over number 12? I think if you're going to trade Marlowe, you have to ask for more because you're not just trading the player, but you're including both his eyebrows. <laughs> so the price is yeah. higher. Yes, that's true. The it's... reason, Nikki, is that I don't think Patrick Marlowe is the leader of this team it's joe thornton and i think it's not necessarily you can't deny that joe thornton's a great player oh he no. is yeah oh yeah and i think almost every team in the nhl would want him but do you want him to be the epicenter of your roster in terms of dictating the culture of your team which we've seen over the last several years in the long haul of a season it doesn't seem to work that's the issue. Here. Right. And right now we're riding a high streak, right? Right. But, you know, the season's filled with ups and downs. And right now the Sharks are on an up and we should all enjoy it. And hopefully they can ride it all the way out. <clears throat> but logically, that's not going to happen, you know? And the Sharks will come back down at some point and their same warts will emerge. Mm-hmm. And one of those warts is the overall temperament and personality of this team. It sort of takes on Joe's personality, dude. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think we're not advocating we want to trade Joe Thornton because we think he's a worse player than Patrick Marlowe. It's because it's exactly what you said. We, we for whatever reason, have bought into this handover the Sharks to the young players, and that's more likely to happen if Joe Thornton's not a part of this team. Right. I think that that transition could happen with Patrick Marlowe still a part. I find it very difficult to believe it could happen with Joe Thornton still on the team. Now, I could be totally wrong about that, and we could see a nice smooth transition, and Logan Couture is out front and center and in front of the media, and, and Joe Thornton has taken a, a sort of a sideman role. I, I guess it's possible. I don't think it's likely, but 
you know, I've been wrong before. So that's, that's why it's more to change the direction in which the team is going rather than, Oh, we think, you know, Thornton's a bum and he needs to leave. I mean, clearly he's not clearly. He's always been one of the best, if not the best performing shark. Yeah. I mean, it's not a talent question. Now there are certainly issues you can raise with Joe, you know, he scores a goal uh, against Nashville because there was no one in the net. You know, yeah, yeah, he yeah. still ha- doesn't shoot. No, is not as aggressive as you would want to see him be, and that's a problem. And he doesn't seem to be willing to accept that the coaching staff wants him to shoot more to score 20, 25 goals. You know, and he has the ability to do that. He's done that. Yeah, he's just not willing to do it anymore, and that is an issue. Yeah. And and and. In in May, that's more of an issue than it is now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, dude, should we go to the last email or do you sure? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Brian, uh, who I don't think we have had as an emailer before. Hey, Brian, what's um, up, dude? He says watching Sharks Preds saw Weber get cut by a skate and he came back with a new sweater. How many player sweaters do visiting teams travel with, dude? Um. Well, I'd say it's like the 12 days of Christmas. There's like 12 <laughs> sweaters or maybe it's like Advent. You know, you open up and you get a chocolate. He also wanted to know if equipment managers travel with the team, but he thinks he saw an angel 24-7. They don't. I don't think that's the case. I do think they travel with equipment managers. I don't know. I think they do because I I think the equipment managers know, especially things like skates and, and a specific skate cut. Mm-hmm. For specific players, I think that's pretty important. Are you going to pay extra attention to that on the new NHL documentary series starting this week? I am now. Yeah, I am now. I want to know. Did I you get know these... Epics in order no. to watch it? No. Do I get that? Uh, I ordered it special, dude. Did you really? It's I like did. a premium channel. Is mm-hmm. it like HBO? I have to pay extra for this. You do. Oh man, really? I did it. Uh. And they have Wolf of Wall Street, which I want to watch. Yeah, you haven't seen that yet. Dude, I don't, I don't get out at all. That's Do you go right. to the movies? Chris has twins. No, he's he's he shaking his head. No, you just saw Barney. That's all you see. You see, he's frozen eighty-seven times. Frozen? That's that's awesome. Frozen. You too, right? I do. Yeah. Hey, have you had barf yet at your house? Have you had barfing? Have your kids barfed? No, that happened today. My house first <laughs> barf. I want a trophy for that. Some milk barf too. Oh, it was really gross. Uh, yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> Welcome to parenthood. <laughs> Here's your milk bar. <laughs> All right. Um, he also um, wanted to know if the Sharks employees get full-time, uh, Sharks full-time employees get season tickets. Do you think that's true? Uh, no, but I do think they get tickets to Disney on ice. Yeah, I think you're right. Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited. Maybe walking with dinosaurs. I'd be very surprised if full-time employees got season tickets. No. I would be really surprised at that. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of dough, right? I mean, even like in the upper bowl, that's still a couple grand. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, I doubt it. They probably get options. They probably get good deals. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we're maybe we're working in the wrong place, dude. Dude, are you going to the uh, the outdoor game? No. Are you? Yeah. Nice. I'm going. Dude, I think I might. my second ticket might be available. Really? You want to go? Uh, when is it, dude? Oh, now no, he's no. got to check his no, calendar. I, I, I do. It's only like a most you know historic game for the Do you know shark. when it is? Does it matter, dude? Yeah, it does matter. It's in February or something. It's in one of them winter months. I got it. Are we scheduling now? I'm looking, dude. 
God. I'm glad we're putting this on the podcast. All right, well, we'll have a discussion off the air. I would like to go. You know what, dude? If I can go, I will go. Okay. Two weeks from now, I want to go get ramen. You want to get ramen, dude? Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Glad we got this. Glad we got this out of the way. I need to be a jerk. (laughs) All right? Now this is on camera. I don't know what sort of weird Polaroid camera now he's using now. I don't know. I don't understand these. Is this a video camera? I think that's one of those old. I think it's an old one from like the 1800s, like with the with the silver in it. How come you're cranking it by hand, Mr. Edison? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this is shaping Uh, up to be a good one. Um, All right. Oh wait, wait, don't we? Did we get an email from Tracy? Oh yeah, did we? Yeah, she she wrote us this week. What she say this time? (laughs) Now you got me doing this. It's terrible. She loves it. I know. I know. Well, he was happy about James Shepard, obviously, and he's sure. happy about Dylan. I think he emailed us right after the most previous sure. podcast. I mean, if they're in Teal, you want them to play well, and it's nice to see both those guys having a good run right now. Now, the Sharks have a pretty tough schedule coming up, dude. Edmonton. Well, I mean, Edmonton. Well, it's going to be <laughs> That's really. What I'm saying. That's it's, part of the it's tough. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, that team has been such a snoozer, right? And they've lost 15 of 16 or something like that. They fire their coach. The team has basically just been god-freaking-awful. Mm-hmm. The Sharks catch a little bit of a break because they're going to play their first game after the coach being fired on that's Wednesday night. A, that's not a good thing. <clears throat> on Wednesday night. Oh. Edmonton's and then the playing. Sharks get them oh. on Thursday. So I think if Edmonton's going to come out passionate, they might come out passionate Wednesday in Arizona. And then on Thursday, they'll be their good old soft rollover selves. <laughs> and the Sharks will be ready to uh, to take them on. But it's a little bit of a trap game. They've got to be careful because, you know, if McTavish can somehow you get a fire lit under them. But that's a game they got to win. And that's the kind of game they've been winning. But if you look ahead, dude, St. Louis, Anaheim, and then Christmas. And then you've got L.A., Vancouver, Anaheim, New Year. So... There's some tough games coming up, dude. Yeah. Definitely tough games. And we'll really see what the Sharks are made of. We'll yeah. see. You know, is this a bit of a mirage because they haven't been playing elite competition? Because they're going to get some great teams coming up here yeah. real soon. St. Louis and Anaheim, they're no joke. I mean, nope. Ana- is Anaheim number one in the in the league right yeah, now in points? They're, yeah, they're, they're at the top. They're I at believe. the very top, even with, you know, random viral diseases. <laughs> Even with Danny Heatley cluttering their roster. They got the Briz, dude. I know. The Briz. Terrible, dude. Briz is back. The the universe or whatever Mm -hmm. they call him. He's like, sort of, he sort of goes along. Is he bigger than Ally Afraidy? Because Ally Afraidy was the planet (laughs) and Briz is the universe. Yeah. The Ducks have the most points in the NHL. They have 47 points. Wow. So uh, Sharks are sitting in a playoff spot right now, dude. They've uh, crept their way back in there over... uh, Calgary's dropped out. Minnesota's out currently. So there's a little bit of separation definitely right now between Arizona, Edmonton, Colorado, and Dallas and everybody else. So um, if they can keep playing well, you just got to try and find a way to to stay in that top three spot. I thought they beat two good teams in Minnesota and Nashville. I'd really I agree. See, I really want to see them beat more good teams. Yeah. St. Louis and Anaheim is certainly a ratchet up in the quality of competition right. department. And they've got an opportunity to do that. And the way they're playing right now, they're, they look confident. So hopefully they can carry it through, dude. You know, good times. It is good times. I hope they continue to play with this kind of grit. That seems to be, 
that sort of seems to be the palpable thing. It's, it's like they're fighting through checks. Like they're they're chasing these 50-50 pucks. I mean, maybe right. I'm just noticing it now because no, they're winning. No, it, it, it's happening. It was not happening before. And I really think that's dictated by the play of the third line. Yeah. I mean, I really noticed it. Oh, well, you noticed it with Brown. Mm-hmm. As much as people want to slam Brown. I mean, you really noticed it with Brown. And then, I mean, Carlson and um, Shepard. The other guy. And Goodrow. Yeah. They were on fire the last two nights. So you, you hope that they can continue to dictate that sort of tempo and that expectation that, you know, we're going to be physical. We're going to get in your face. And, uh, we're gonna we're gonna make you pay, dude. Speaking of making you pay, dude. Yeah, I'm already paying for Vegas again. I dude, pay again. How many times you, do I have to pay for this? You are known for blindsiding me with gifts. That's true. So, and so tonight, now, I have blindsided you with a Christmas gift because right. I figured this is probably our last podcast before Christmas. What? Yeah, that's possible, dude. The next hard to schedule. Yeah. It takes Chris like fifty hours to set up the video. It's true. I mean, who knows? He's like, onto another camera right it's now. It's like Ishtar. I don't know what's happened. Now he's onto a smaller camera. Right. It's like Ishtar. I caught that reference, dude. <laughs> dude. So I uh, say yeah. Merry Christmas to you, dude. Thanks, dude. What and, is this? Uh, please enjoy wow, with I'm, my compliments. I'm glad we have this on video. We got some. Wrap tissue paper here. I do hope you do not have this. Ooh, the Bob McKenzie book, dude. Thank you. Do you have it? No. Nice. No. No. Listen to this scintillating blurb. His behind-the-scenes stories will be of interest to all hockey fans. Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Now, that's a blurb you put on the front cover, baby. Front cover. if, If Crosby was saying it right now, it would sound like this. (laughs) jello oh man i'm i am very much looking forward to this thank you dude i appreciate it i i hope uh the holiday season is warm in the hearts of our listeners and i hope they will turn in again Tune in again next week. Yes, we will both be at the Edmonton game. So if you're there and you want to say hi, send us a tweet. Yep. At Dudes on Hockey. If you want to buy us a beer, we will. We would gladly take. You know, I'm just saying. Just saying. Delicious. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.